Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWVV. You can hear all of my amazing colleagues from Eric Ayala to Amy Alderberg to Dave Ibrahim talking women's basketball all the time. And there is a lot to talk about when it comes to women's basketball. Today's spotlight is going to be on Ari McDonald. We're going to hear from her hear from Nikki Collin as well. But before we do, I've got to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You don't want to believe me? Ask my mom. My mom is a very, very picky eater. My mom likes to eat healthy. And my mom loves Built Bar. There are 18 amazing flavors, and I have gotten texts, I would say, about... 14 of them already. Six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. See, cherry garcia, but it's a bar. Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My favorite's the original, the German chocolate. Either way, whatever you get, ton of protein, less than 200 calories, five grams net carbs or less. Use the promo code LOCKED15 over at BuiltBar.com. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off next order. Promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. And remember, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. So let's talk about Harry McDonald, third overall pick in the 2021 WNBA draft might seem strange at first glance. Seemed a little strange to me. Kennedy Carter was the fourth pick in the 2020 draft. Nikki Collin had her point guard. Harry McDonald, of course. Five, well, we'll call her five six. Let's call her five six. Not someone you would necessarily assume is a two. So how does this all work? I had a lot of questions, but, and this should not be a surprise, Nikki Collin and Ari McDonald had a lot of answers. So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. First of all, you've got the fact that we are living in a time where two-point guard sets are more and more the norm. You have opportunities to run offenses with more than one point guard, and you see it all the time. All the time. There's an opportunity to run people out of the gym if you're the Atlanta Dream with Ari McDonald and Kennedy Carter in your backcourt. Now, they have plenty of twos as well. Courtney Williams certainly isn't going anywhere. Odyssey Sims is a real nice pickup this offseason. 
Tiffany Hayes, a two or three, depending on how you want to define her. Typically, you think of her as a two. A lot of options. Not so bad to have too many options. Not bad to have too many scoring options when in Atlanta, scoring has been at a bit of a premium, especially in 2019 and to a certain extent in 2020 as well. But you're not just talking about a timeshare between those two. You'll hear about it. Ari talked a little bit about it. But we've seen a lot of offensive sets, even early on this week, five-on-fives, where they're both playing at the same time. Well, how does that work? There's only one ball, you hear a lot of people say. You're talking about a pair of players who are capable of playing on the ball, obviously, but also off the ball. Something that I very much enjoy about talking to Nikki Collin about basketball is she went to the data from five years ago before I even went there. She's on Synergy, I think, even more than I am. So I'm going to take you back because you hear about Ari talk about this a little bit. Ari McDonald, as a freshman, playing at Washington next to a ball-dominant guard you might have heard of named Kelsey Plum. So what did she do as a freshman? Playing off the ball? She was in the 93rd percentile per synergy in points per possession. 93rd. Almost a point per possession as a freshman. She was doing it coming up with north of 1.124 points per possession in transition. She was doing it in isolation as the pick and roll ball handler. You name it. She was managing to succeed off the ball. This is somebody very capable capable of running the ball. That year, her turnover percentage was 8.2% in transition. Just incredibly talented at it. Now, what about Kennedy Carter? Rookie year, dominant on-ball player. No question, we saw it. We know what she was. I'm not going to try and convince you that Aaron McDonald or Kennedy Carter can run a pro offense because they both can. But listen to these numbers. All right. As a spot up shooter last year, Kennedy Carter was 1.182 points per possession. 1.182. Isolation 1.059. Again, <laughs> 84th percentile. Very, very good at it. Point being, she can do both. They can do both. And so, yeah, you know, I'll let Nikki speak to it more effectively than I could on the X's and O's of it. There's a lot of interesting insight about it. But the bottom line, when we're talking about Kennedy Carter and Aaron McDonald together, is they can play together. They can give each other rest, or they can work in tandem. And it's going to be fascinating to see.
man, I have probably had fantasies about seeing all 12 WNBA teams in the past week alone. Training camp started. I can't go to practices. There's going to be preseason games. They're not going to be available. Normally this time of year, I'm headed to Connecticut. The Sun do this thing, or did for several years, where they had three other teams come in. And it was kind of a round robin. And it was amazing. All I had to do was drive to Connecticut. I could see a third of the league. Soon. It will be soon, everyone. We got the email today. The Sun are going to let fans in the stands. The world is opening up. The caseload's going down. But, man, I want to see all 12 of these teams. There may not be a team I want to see more than the Atlanta Dream and that unbelievable potential backcourt of Aaron McDonald and Kennedy Carter, a player who I have adored watching since she was in high school. I will leave you with this. The Atlanta Dream drafted for talent. They did it last year. They did it this year. This is what they do. It's going to be fun to see how that pans out. They've got somebody in Nikki Collin who knows how to maximize talent. Let's not forget, this is a WNBA Coach of the Year. So that is where we are. Let's hear from Ari. Let's hear from Nikki. This is Howard Magdal, Locked on Women's Basketball. Thanks for joining everybody. Head Coach Nikki Collin here. If you have a question for her, go ahead and raise your hand. I'll call on you. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Howard Mendel. Go ahead, Howard. Nikki, good afternoon. Good uh, afternoon. I, I wanted to talk to you about potential combinations of Aerie with Kennedy together. Um, if you look at what Kennedy did off the ball last year, she was super effective. She was above a point per possession in a number of those different ways. Is it something you're thinking about both now and also just as part of the decision to draft them? Yeah, I mean, without question, I think they can play together. Um, you know, I think what we've seen uh, over the last, you know, today was the first day actually we had Kennedy in practice and Ari and Kennedy were on the same team. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, we saw that combination today live. Um, we played a lot of five-on-five five today. Uh, knowing we're going into a day off, really wanted to gas them to the best of my ability. And so um, it was really good to see them together. I think the pace and the speed, um, you know, they, they can do so many things with the basketball. I mean, I, I think over the last three days, um, even we're sometimes surprised at just how fast um, Ari is. And then on the flip side, just how explosive um, Kennedy can be with the basketball. So, you know, it comes down to decision making, right? Those are those are both players that are used to scoring the basketball a lot. So it's it's touching the paint, making the right read. And so that, that'll just be growth for both of them. But I thought they made good decisions today. We're really trying to eliminate 16 to 25 foot shots. And so really, really searching the paint, you know, getting them to kill spots off the bounce or, you know, finding ways to kick it out where we were really good points per possession in 20, uh, 2020. So yeah, we're going to see, you know, over time that they're little, 
Um, but they're both pretty tough. So, you know, I don't know a lot of teams in this league that spend a lot of time posting up their two guards. Well, can I ask just related to that? Hey, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Coach. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, so, obviously, it's day two. What are some of those adjustments or improvements that you've seen already just from the first day um, with the team as a whole? Yeah, this was day three for us. So, sometimes it, it can look a little ragged um, just, just from a physical perspective. They've been going up and down. They've been going side to side for three days. And um, so, the challenge today was, was really to play through fatigue to make today our best best day at camp. And I actually thought it was. I thought from a competitive perspective, we turned every drill into competition. You know, I just know in day three when they start the fatigue that, you know, if it's a go through the motions, get through the screen teaching day, um, that oftentimes you lose them. And so we turned every teaching drill into a competitive drill, and, and they really responded to that. You know, I'm, I'm not a big let's run um, if you lose, but we even added that component today, you know, just some simple down backs just to give them a little extra juice to compete. So um, I think I think a lot of it is, and, and I think they would tell you the same thing, they have to learn to play together. You know, we're, we're learning to play with pace um, and under control. And so, you know, I've, I've seen better screening. You know, the big focus today was screening. Um, we, we have to be a good screening team. Um, we're not just throw it in the post and, and watch somebody play. So our screens, whether they're ball screens, whether they're pin downs, whatever it is, you know, we've got to execute. Um, and the more we're in transition, the better uh, we're going to be and the harder we're going to be to guard. And, and that's across the board in the league. Teams are better in transition. But I think us especially with our speed and our guard play um, and, and the mobility of our posts, that's how we have to win. We have to win in transition. We've got to create some things off our defense. So, you know, I think it's just you're starting to see the wheels turn, um, you know, less patterns, uh, more playing in terms of, of running out of sets. You know, it doesn't work. We twist it. We get into the next action. So just we're going to continue to build on that every day. It's not going to be perfect, but, you know, as long as they grind, as long as they're tough, um, I really enjoyed coaching them today. Raphael Haynes, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Raphael from the three-point conversion. Coach, yesterday you talked about how you're not an isolation team. You don't like isolation. But how difficult is that when you have players as in Kennedy, Aerie, Tip, and Odyssey that are great isolation players? Yeah, well, understand what I mean by isolation. You know, we are going to get them to the open side of the floor. You know, we are going to put them in actions and give them space to play. What I don't like is watching someone dribble around and the ball getting stuck in their hands. So, you know, we're going to run actions to open sides to get those guys downhill um, and and continue to coach them to make good decisions, you know. So they get downhill, you know, have they touched the paint? Do they have a shot? Do they have a kick out? Are they involving their teammates? And so, you know, when I, when I say isolation, we're just not going to isolate on a side and let someone pound the ball 47 times and then go one-on-one and, and score a kick out. Like, that's not what I want to see. I want the ball to have energy. I want it to move. But certainly we're going to open up, whether it's Iverson cuts or middle-of-the-floor actions and, and let them reject screens and play into space. We have, we have players who, can, who are creative, and we're going to let them create. But to me, there's a big difference between that and true isolation basketball, whether it's post-isolation or whether it's perimeter isolation. Spencer Nascon, go ahead. Okay, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Good um, So through the first three days, you've talked kind of ad nauseum about fatigue and making sure the energy level is high in training camp. Uh, I was wondering if you could just talk more broadly about maybe the conversations you and your staff have had about 
you know, making sure that the fatigue doesn't really set in towards the middle of the season or towards the end of the season, especially since, you know, we're still coming off the pandemic. Sure. I mean, I think the beauty of this team is we have some depth, you know. So, you know, I, I think when you compare it to, you know, our first year here where we had some depth, you know, my goal was to keep no starter um, at 30 minutes, you know. And so if, if we're playing – starters or, you know, our first player off the bench might play more minutes. Who knows at this point? But, you know, trying to keep players at 28 minutes, I, I think that's the difference. You know, when you play 35 minutes um, every game and you're playing with pace, I think then that wears on you. I mean, obviously this year we've got an Olympic break too. And so, you know, you're not nearly as concerned about, you know, the depth early on because you are going to have a mid-season break. And at this point, the only person on our team you know, that will be playing in the Olympics is Elizabeth with the Nigerian national team. So, you know, assuming everything goes well and, and we have, you know, time off um, at the Olympic break, I think you're going to see less fatigue. Um, you know, we've just got to honestly maintain, you know, kind of find ways to maintain conditioning over the break. So, you know, I think we have depth uh, to fight fatigue, but I think right now we have so many players who, you know, are coming off not playing overseas season. Um, and I know a lot of uh, franchisers are similar to that, to where players just need to get in playing shape. And to me, the best way to do it is to play. So, you know, mixing teaching in with playing. <clears throat> okay, let's go ahead. Hi, Coach. Um, you mentioned briefly uh, leadership and speed when referring to uh, Erin. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that and what you expect from her uh, along those lines, especially with that preseason game coming up at the end of the week? Yeah, I mean, Annie's just, she's got, I mean, it's, look, the toughest position to be a rookie in in this league is point guard. You know, it's just, it's not even close. Um, you know, you're trying to manage yourself and your own expectations, but you got to manage the four people on the court with you all the time, you know. And so, you know, it, it's going to be a learning process for her, and she doesn't have the same um, situation that Kennedy had a year ago where we, we just didn't have a, a choice but to, you know, throw Kennedy in the, in the fire you know, and, and see, you know, how she sink or swim, that type of thing. And she had great moments, but she struggled at times, you know. I think I think with Aria, it's about, you know, getting her minutes, um, you know, using her speed, having her pick people up and defend uh, 94 feet, you know. But, you know, we're pretty in- interchangeable. Like, Odyssey and Aria and Kennedy can both, all three run the one and run it really, really effectively, I think, in the WNBA. And so those combinations with Courtney and, you know, certainly can't wait to get Tiffany Hayes back. Um, you know, I was watching how good we were defensively on the ball. And, you know, Tiffany Hayes is, might be the best defender in this franchise. So, you know, ultimately, like, you add her to the picture. And, you know, we just we give very, you know, kind of ground rules in terms of be yourself but be aggressive. You know, we've got leadership on this team. We have Elizabeth Williams. Um, Tiana Hawkins is a really good leader. Odyssey Sims is a really good leader. Um, their voices are being heard consistently, you know, and, and I think that's really a nice, you know, situation for us to have those veterans, um, you know, to help help her along, you know, to encourage her. But, you know, Aries, like, she's um, she's never too high. She's never too low. She's just going to keep competing. She's made some shots. She's missed some shots. Um, but, you know, she's so even keeled that she's always going to defend. You know, she's always going to give you, you know, good ball pressure and, and, and never stop competing. Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Coach. Um, 
just wondering, is three days enough for you to really get done everything you need to get done in the training camp? What would be kind of an ideal uh, number of days you could have to really get with your team? Oh, I mean, you know, ultimately, like, it, I just, you know, I kind of believe in the, the philosophy of three days on, one day off, because I think, you know, you get to the point where when you're going two and a half hours, um, which we won't do once the regular season starts, you know, I, I think we need to get them off their, their feet. Some of them will get shot. Some of them will just do recovery work. Um, you know, I mean, we're used to, I mean, this is the WNBA. We're used to three-week training camps, you know, so – I feel great about our situation right now because a year ago I had nine players in training camp in the bubble with shorter practice slots and everyone coming off of pandemic and being out of shape. So, you know, I, I think we're, this is just normal for us. You know, would I rather have more than, than three weeks of training camp? Um, absolutely. You know, and so you cram as much as you can in, you figure out, you know, I, I was looking back at, at our, our practice plans from my last year in Connecticut as an assistant. I think we had like, 20 sets in in three days you know here we've got about six you know but I think if as long as we're playing fast and we're executing the six we've got at a high level that's more important than the volume of things we have in you know teaching them to play and so you know I mean and letting them be creative letting them be creative I mean and so you know we're not going to be a finished product on May 15th you know I don't think any team in this league will be but I think teams that have been together longer are going to be more of a you know, give you more than a normal look. You know, we're going to be a team that's got to figure out how to grind, got to co- figure out how to compete if we're not making shots and, you know, dig in on the defensive end and, and win ugly at times, you know. But I think as time goes on, I think we can be a really pretty basketball team. You know, I think we've got a lot of pieces. I think we have people that can shoot it um, from the post that, you know, we have not had, you know, since I've been here. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of pieces that are going to come together. But people are going to have to give us time, you know, and, and give us the grace, um, you know, to kind of figure it out. Because I don't think any team in three weeks is going to be a finished product. Right, last couple of questions. We'll go back to Howard Bendel first. Go ahead, Howard. Vicki, the two more on air, if I could, just um, specific to her three-point shooting, which, you know, she's always been a willing shooter, but it wasn't necessarily something she shot um, for a high percentage when she was in Arizona. And just related to that, you know, you talked about the difficulty of being a rookie point guard in this league. On the defensive end especially, she obviously comes in with a lot of defensive bona fides. She obviously puts the effort in there. She's terrific at picking up steals in college. But what is reasonable to expect from her as a defensive player year one as a point guard in this league? Yeah, I mean, defensively, um, you know, I think she can be very hmm. Jordan Canada-ish, you know, in, in Jordan's first couple years in the league where – you know, it was a the, – the game changes, you know, when she comes into the game. Um, you know, not that you don't want Sue Bird out there as many minutes as Sue can play. You know, but ultimately, you know, Jordan brought a different defensive energy to the basketball. Um, you know, and I think that's what she can do. I think she's got unbelievable – I mean, I've, I've said for two years she's a small Tiffany Hayes. Like, her feet are moving all the time. She's hard to screen. Um, you know, she recovers. I mean, today we were doing some um, defensive breakdown stuff. The amount of ground she can cover with the ball in the air, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, so I think she can be a really, really good defender right away in this league. Like, there are times when, you know, she's going to get pounded a little bit. But, but I think she's tough. You know, I don't, I don't think she's going to back down from a, from a bigger player screening her. But, but I do think she's um, got the right mentality. Like, she, she's very even-keeled. 
Um, you know, she, she's going to let a play go and, and try to be better the next play. She's the first one here every day. I mean, I love that about her. First one to a team meeting, first one, you know, so she has the right mindset, you know, to be successful in this league. And I think she's a better three-pointer than her career statistics say. I mean, even if you go back to her freshman year at Washington when she was playing with Plum, you know, and she could step into shots and she didn't have to take so many late shot clock um, shots and be the focal point, you know, like we're, we're kind of teaching her to sometimes get out of the middle of the floor, you know, in transition so that we can set aside and, and create secondary. She's just so used to having to have the basketball in her hands because that's what her team needed, yeah. you know, so kind of learning to play all, um, you know, again, is, is something that takes progress, you know, I mean, she'll run the point, but, you know, gosh, if we have Kennedy and we've outletted well to Kennedy, it's about getting her butt to the corner and how quickly can you get there? And, you know, if Kennedy cuts, you're going to fill and you're going to have the ball back in your hands. But, you know, I think that's the thing, um, you know, that she should continue to learn to do through camp. Um, but, but I think, you know, she's, she's taken the right approach, you know, all the way around. And last question, we'll go to Nia Sack. Go ahead, Nia. Hi, Coach. Nia Sack, it was 92-9 game. I wanted to ask you, I know you talked about uh, Kennedy and Ari playing together in 5-0-5 uh, today. Uh, will we see more of Ari, you know, making those adjustments for her? Will we see her playing off the ball a little bit more this season? What are you thinking? I mean, some of it has to unfold, you know. I think, you know, Gary can play off the ball, but I, but I would tell you, you know, Kennedy spent most of her collegiate career playing off the ball, you know, so, so she's fine, you know, playing off the ball. Um, but you, you gotta, you forget Odyssey here because right now Odyssey's, you know, kind of the most complete, um, point guard on our roster as far as, you know, offensively and defensively, you know, and, and they're all really, really good. Um, but you kind of, you kind of can't talk about the two without the other one. I mean, that's just, that's me being defensive of probably a veteran guard who's been an all-star in this league. Like, I think people sometimes forget when we talk about Kennedy and, and Tiff coming back that, you know, obviously was an all-star in, in 2019. So, you know, she, she's a player that knows how to play and, you know, is gonna, is gonna manage her team, you know, and, and these, these young players, you know, can learn from her. And if they're, if they're willing and their eyes are wide open, they're going to see that she competes at both ends. But she's also, you know, kind of that vocal leader, um, that those two are going to have to learn to be, you know, to be really, really good point guards in this league. So I think they're all going to mix in on and off the ball, you know, and, you know, we're going to ultimately over time see that it won't matter. You know, if Aries going to push the ball faster, then we're going to outlet it to her and tell Kennedy to get to the corner. You know, and if, if Kennedy is going to push the ball harder, you know, in certain situations or it's matchup driven, you know, maybe it's the person that, that has the easier matchup in transition. Uh, you know, and so I think some of it will be matchup driven. Some of it will be, you know, who proves over time that they're going to create the pace that we need them to. Um, and so I think all those things go into play in terms of where you're going to see them. Um, this is a deep roster and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're all going to get minutes in the preseason games and, and it's going to unfold. Like, it, it can't unfold in three days. And it can't unfold without Tiffany Hayes in the fold. You know, so I, I think that's part of it as well. All right. Thanks, Coach.
All right, we've got Aaron McDonald here with a question for her. Go ahead and raise your hand. Howard Mendel, we'll start with you. Go ahead, Howard. Aaron, good to chat with you as always. Um, place I want to start is just a little bit about um, what Coach is talking about with you off the ball, playing in conjunction with Kennedy. Uh, obviously, it's something you had uh, significant mass success at playing with Kelsey Plum early on in your career. Um, you take me through sort of where uh, your game uh, is in terms of playing off the ball and how much you enjoy it. Uh, well, in practice right now, I haven't been playing off the ball, but I'm pretty sure that will come. But I'm really excited uh, to play off the ball. Like, that's something I've never really had to do since, like, my freshman year. But uh played with Kennedy today, and we had great chemistry. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, Go ahead. Hi, Amy. I wanted to ask you, uh, what adjustments have you made, not just on the court, but off the court? What are you learning about yourself um, as you embark on your rookie season? Uh, being a pro is definitely different from, like, you know, being a college of plant. Um, I'm learning, like, that I have so much free time, but, like, I'm still in school, so I'm still doing, like, classwork. But just, you know, finding new hobbies, uh, I don't really like to cook like that. Just finding ways, you know, I'm starting to cook and starting to read more. So, I mean, that's what, that's what I've been learning more about myself. Like, I have to read it. Just find new hobbies pretty much. Terrell, go ahead. Hey, Harry. Um, not even a full month yet. You, it's been a whirlwind from the tournament to the Final Four to the draft to now a training camp. So what is it like um, so far for you mentally going through that transition? As you just stated, you, you know, still in classes and things like that as you're getting used to, you know, being a pro and also in the Atlanta area. It's definitely, it's, it's a definitely, like, it's going. Um, I'm just learning, you know, never get too high, never get too low. I mean, there's going to be, you know, growing pains in the game. Like, it's different from college. The pace is different. Um, you're not, like, the best one on the team. Like, there's a lot of stars on the team. So, you know, just, you know, adjusting, uh, really taking everything in from the best. People who've been here, you know, the more, you know, players have experience. I've just been listening to them and trying to just soak up everything. So pretty much be a sponge. Tim Doss, go ahead. Hi, Ari. On that point about learning, um, how important is it for you to um, have a defensive-minded guard like Odyssey there to learn from since that's kind of your calling card? And what are you taking from her? Yeah, um, I'm honestly, like, since day three, but I honestly say, like, the ball against Odyssey, like, it'll make me better. Odyssey going against me, like, make me better. Just, I'm just seeing how she plays. Um, you know, she's always vocal, always talking, always directing her teammates. So, you know, I'm really trying, you know, become that vocal person from my team. who's also direct. So, you know, I'm really just watching her and see how she moves on the court. Raphael Haynes, go ahead. Hey, Ari, Raphael Haynes from three-point conversion. First, um, was it like going back to Kenneth Garden as far as being excited your first day of training camp on Sunday? And then, as you mentioned, playing with Odyssey, Kennedy, and either the, even the other bets, what have you picked their brains about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, going to training camp, I was very excited. I was nervous, but... Um, you know, once after the first day, I was fine. Like, you know, the tears went away. I started to play, you know, like myself, be more comfortable and stuff like that. And um, just playing with Odyssey, Courtney, Kennedy, like, 
I've really been watching them, like how they move. They're always steady, always talking, always being vocal. They're really always, always communicating early, loud, and often. So I'm really just trying to pick up on that. Okay, go ahead. Um, hi, Ari. What are some of the uh, best advice you received leading up to a training camp, whether it be from a DA or teammates or parents, and how has it served you so far in uh, practice? Yes, so Coach Barnes told me before I even got here, she said, hey, do you, and you'll be fine. Um, do, you know, be different from others, uh, talk loud or, you know, take charges, uh, just do stuff that others aren't willing to do. And then also, uh, before, you know, yeah, Coach Nikki told me, hey, to be myself. And I think I really, you know, haven't been the third day. Nothing's going to be perfect. But, I mean, I think today I really came on my show and I was really myself today. Tarika Foster Basri, go ahead. Hey, Aries, Tarika, quick question for you. So, um, you mentioned some of the things like pace and adjustment, things that were different from the college games to the WNBA. What have you found to be the most challenging of everything thus far? I would say, uh, just pretty much trying to learn, like, where my team sufficient like you know i'm not at arizona where i have a core people like i haven't known them i know how to play with them how to shoot the ball to them so i mean as a point guard right now like i'm really trying to you know study my teammates to see where they best are like they can score you know um easy buckets so you know i'm really trying to figure that out last couple of questions here we'll go to spencer next bomb go ahead spencer yeah uh you know whether it's Obviously, this is a huge adjustment, whether it's playing with certain teammates, getting your first paycheck, playing in a certain city. Um, what are you most looking forward to when the regular season finally kicks around? I am most looking forward to playing against my old teammate, Kelsey Plum. Like, I'm excited. I mean, you know, he's on the same team, but now I'm on the opposite team with her, so I'm very excited to play against her in the garden. And last question, go back to Howard Mendel. Go ahead, Howard. It, it's two quick ones, if I can. One is just there's so much conversation that there's been about your size coming in. And I'm just wondering, you know, first couple of practices facing WNBA size players, how has it been? And then I just got a quick follow-up uh, on something different. Yeah, uh, it's definitely <laughs> – it's different. I mean, I was the smallest one in college, but it's definitely different. Like, I play with grown women, people that have, like, some girth to them and some muscles. So, I mean, it's definitely different. And I'm used to, like, crashing, like, how I did in college. So, it's like, I'm not even stepping foot in the paint to grab a board. Like, I'll let them get it. <laughs> and just unrelated, but you say you're still working on class. What classes are left? How close are you? You know, what's that, what's that like? No lie, it's tough. Um, you know, I just have to find a balance though between basketball. You know, gotta take, you gotta have some time for myself. Gotta, you know, regroup for the day. But I mean, it's been tough. I'm waking up early, just been gone for like certain amount of hours, and coming back, having to do homework. But I mean, it's tough. And so our semester ends uh, May fifth, so I still have like three classes left in my program. So I hope I'll have my degree by September. Good luck. All right, thanks, Ari. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining.